This is the story that, that my girlfriend at the time tells me, right? We go up to some hotel and then, then Depp is trying to like, they, like they're kind of hooking up and, and then he's trying to like, like fuck her, right? And then she tells me, this is where I was so confused. She's like, yeah, I pumped the brakes and I was like, no, I don't want to. And then he flipped out, apparently. This is the story that she tells me. He flips out and then has this like giant fit saying, I didn't want to have sex with you anyway. I could have sex with anybody. And he like, like lied on the ground. And like, it, she's like, describes this to me. We now bring you into the Freud. This is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. Everybody's like totally on Johnny's side and is just totally hating on Amber. Do you have that impression too? Absolutely. Yeah. Which is which is kind of interesting and a little surprising. But whenever that happens, I start getting a little uncomfortable that like the whole peanut gallery is just teaming up on one side and then they're just going to only be able to see one perspective, you know. And then... I I thought it was like the first couple weeks was like Johnny's team was presenting Johnny's case. Yeah. And so then, of course, Johnny looked like the innocent one and Amber looked like the monster. And then now this past week, um, Amber's team has been presenting her case. So I thought it would even out. But still, all the various YouTube commentators and stuff are still just hating hard on Amber. Yeah. Um, it's almost Have you, it's like it created this new defense for for lawsuits called the likability defense. Our buddy Johnny Depp somehow gamed it with his weirdly likable fumbling like he's obviously doing something that it it like reminds me very much of when you're drunk trying to pretend you're not drunk. And and I know that's it's yeah, a totally. sensitive subject because he is fucking drunk. Um yeah. or or was um yeah. but like since I also spend a lot of time being fucking drunk, I, I feel I can weigh in on this subject that like, <laughs> like, that, like watching him in his, his like kind of funny little nuanced way of they ask him questions and he hesitates and responds in it in an unusual but likable way. I think it won everyone over. We can all see their malicious intent and you can see he's being attacked by powers way bigger than him. And he's like, oh, hey, hey. And you just immediately want to side with that. I, that, that was right. But it's but it's it's like I'm wondering, like, are we even getting to like justice or objective truth? Or is just Johnny better at acting than Amber? And so he's going to win, you know? Yeah. Um, because. I mean, I'm the same as everyone else. Like, I got, I sort of got seduced by Johnny seeming like a cool, easygoing guy who just wanted to do the best and got sucked in by a nutty borderline woman. Like, I've sort of like been convinced by that narrative. But I'm, I'm wondering. Like, I, Johnny's like one of the most amazingly awesome actors ever. Yeah. And so maybe he's just duping our asses. And Amber's not that good of an actress and not as smart or as clever. And so maybe she's just really losing this game, you know? Totally possible. And that that will be so weird if that's the outcome. Like, well, who knows? I mean, uh, and so Amber's narrative now, basically, if I try to simplify what she's saying, she's saying that they fell in love 
And then he became really jealous and controlling. Sure. Um, and then they got in big fights that included him hitting her. That's essentially what she's saying. Yeah. And I kind of think he probably did get really jealous and controlling. Totally. She has so many stories about him doing a wide variety of things. Basically, him not wanting her to be like out flirting with other guys or or shooting movies where there's kiss scenes or sex scenes. She has so many stories of that that I think that he must have done that, you know? Yeah. And it sort of raises this question of just jealousy in my mind of like, God, humans are so fucking jealous. When you fall madly in love with someone, <laughs> you you kind of, if, if you're like in that initial madly in love state, then to think, especially if you're like an older dude and it's this super hot young chick, to think of that hot young chick off somewhere else flirting with other men is just like, it's really like difficult to deal with. <laughs> dude. That is so uh, like have you have you ever had this experience where you feel like the the person that you're into is somehow threatening like I, I feel like everyone must have experienced that where like whether you're a guy or a girl like like or or have you ever been the one where the girl's super jealous of what you're doing and you're kind of just like dude I'm actually fishing with my friends and yeah. they're like blowing you up. Like, do you ever have that? Totally. I think that, I think jealousy is this like really powerful primitive impulse that I'm assuming pretty much everybody has. And it it gets you, I've been on both sides of it. Um, And so now when my girlfriend is jealous, I try to be really gentle and sympathetic to her because I've been in that situation. Um, So, so yeah. And it's, it, I remember hearing, um, some like evolutionary psychologists describe this behavior in like, you know, animalistic terms as mate guarding. Oh. It's like, it's like, that's my mate. I have to guard their reproductive organs so no one else implants a seed in there. (laughs) (laughs) And, And like our ancestors that were really intense mate guards, their genes got passed down. Whereas our ancestors who were not so jealous, their genes didn't get passed down. Dude, that may be true, but I would like to see the primatologist talk about like, and show me the monkeys. Okay, here's some chimpanzees and he's mate guarding actual cock blocking, right? Like, 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 like try to chop. Like what are they? Well, yeah, but it probably manifests in chimpanzees and lions and squirrels as just the males fucking attacking brutally any other male nearby to like keep the ladies to themselves. Oh, you know? right, right. When you see squirrels and the the males are chasing each other around endlessly, like get the fuck out of my territory. Right. It's, so- it's just like the it's just this impulse to like beat up and fend off other possible sperms from getting into your host. <laughs> so you think Johnny Depp is like chasing the other squirrels in his mind and or and like who's that dude that they were accusing of potentially stepping in his territory that uh fuck it. a bunch of people oh really uh Franco yeah Franco and and then also and Franco did there's video of Amber and Franco like making up oh okay and then and then also Elon Musk did. Not musky. Yes, dude. It's, t- it's 
a hundred percent confirmed. Everyone knows. Well, everyone knows they were together, but the question is, were they together while Johnny and Amber were still oh together? My it seems like God. they were. What a t- dude <laughs> of all people, that is not who I would think you were gonna throw in the mix. Dude, no. I have a I have a story about fucking Johnny Depp, which but unfortunately it's hard to say unless everybody like knew Depp personally, like or if you knew Amber personally, then you could weigh in. But I have like a, a once removed tale because did I ever tell you that that Diane Cooper hooked up with Johnny Depp? No, really? Yeah. In San Francisco. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, so so my my ex fiance, um, before I met her, like right remember the last story I told about her was she Diane used me as a tool to break up with Noah Levine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she obviously had some fucking weird issues because this other story was like, yeah, I like met Johnny Depp at some event, blah, blah, blah. He was in San Francisco filming. Um, I think it was in between Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like, no. What? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. The Hunter S. Thompson um, flick. It was during that time. And... They like went and went up to some hotel. This is the story that that my girlfriend at the time tells me. Right, we go up to some hotel, and then then Depp is trying to like that they, like they're kind of hooking up, and and then he's trying to like like fuck her, right? And then she tells me this is where I was so confused. She's like, "Yeah, I pumped the brakes," and I was like, "No, I don't want to." And then he flipped out. Apparently, this is the story that she tells me. He flips out and then has this like giant fit saying, I didn't want to have sex with you anyway. I could have sex with anybody. And he like, like lied on the ground. And like, she's like, describes this to me. And I like, at the time I was like, you're so full of shit. I, it just seemed like a story you would tell your boyfriend to try to make it seem like you didn't fuck the guy. And so in my, (laughs) So once again, we have no idea what really happened. Yeah, because I totally thought, oh, she she like hooked up with this dude and I was cool with it in my mind, except because th- what she told me was so weird. And now it makes more sense when you hear this this more latest depiction from his case with Amber, because like him having a tantrum, I didn't want to have sex with you anyway and lying on the ground and being like some weird state of, of drunkenness. Um. But as a result of that, I was like, I had this like weird reaction to the billboards of Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, that, like I became so, oh, I became yeah. so jealous of Johnny Depp. Yes. Like to where I didn't want to see the billboard. Isn't that weird? Yeah, dude. That's I, the jealousy thing is so powerful and it makes people be crazy. And so back to Johnny and Amber. All of her stories about his crazy behavior, about jealousy, I believe her stories, actually. I don't know about the specifics, but that, like, he was, like, wildly, nuttily jealous a lot. I believe that. And then my only question, I guess here's my speculation, is yes, he he went too jealous and did bad, controlling, like, toxic things. I believe that that happened. But my hunch is that Cause there's some women, there's women that like, like to make dudes jealous. Yeah. 
And so that's kind of my hunch is he was beat toxically just because she was doing these subtle, like uh, almost intentional things to get him jealous. And oftentimes attractive women who are, who have deeper insecurities, they'll just do, they'll just kind of do a flirtatious, seductive thing all the time with everyone. And if you're the sucker that falls in love with that lady, you're fucked and you're going to get sucked into bad jealousy territory. Unless you're like Depp and you're fucking borderline too. Which... And so is that is that a hunch you have that Johnny Depp is also borderline? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because as we were speculating last time, we're all somewhat on that spectrum. It's like a, yeah. a personality breakdown, how functional. But if, if you look at the borderline treatment of how we have to train ourselves, or if you are borderline, one has to be conditioned to be able to tolerate the incredible discomfort of being alone and not getting what you want. And because that is so intolerable that you've been living in this conditioned state of when it's not going the way that I want, it's worse than intolerable. You feel like you are dying and being electrocuted perhaps, right? And so, so when you look at that, it's like, well, what is borderline? Instead of imagining it's some like mythical thing off in the distance, like, no, all of us experience the world being unsafe and at times really not working out to the point that all the things that you've worked for are going to be ripped away from you. That yep. what you've tried to establish as a secure reality for you is crumbling. And so then watch what happens to a human being. They start to claw and act so primitive and bizarre. And so, yep. so the fact that our buddy Depp may may or may not have a skillful ability to deal with the, the pressures of a court case. That's pretty cool. It was good to see. I wish we all could do that under such pressure. But then again, maybe when it comes down to is my is the love of my life running away with Franco, that might cause him to tweak. Yep. And and pour a mega pint of wine or whatever the hell stupid things people are t- telling him that his crimes are. Yeah. So if we, I, I like that hypothesis, I think you're right. I, for some reason, I want to give a quick summary. So yeah. what you just if what you just said is true, which I, I, my money is on that what you just said is accurate. Here's the super simple thing of what happened: is Johnny and Amber, who like really all humans have this capacity to slip into like attachment, insecurity, urgent, desperate state that sometimes we use the word borderline to describe that. So they're in that desperate state. And when they first fall in, it just feels so good. But then when there's some insecurities there, you get into a nutty, like crazed psycho borderline state. So they both did that. They both behaved in crazy primitive ways like most of us have. Yeah. And then Amber decided to um, publicize this and, and, and start telling newspapers and stuff that Johnny abused her. Um, as part of her nuttiness, she added that into the mix, in, like the Washington Post into the mix. And that fucked up Johnny's career. So now Johnny is asking the courts and asking the public because she did that, she took our private life public and it screwed up my career. So should she have to pay me $50 million? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. And it's an interesting question because what you're saying is we humans go into primitive, nutty behavior when intense love and attachment insecurity gets triggered. And we can punch each other. We can shit on the bed. We can throw vodka bottles. What We can go fuck other guys. We can go make our partners jealous by flirting with other guys. We can do all nutty shit. And also we can tell newspapers that you abused me. That's one of the variety of primitive um, things we can do. And there's sort of the question of, should we keep that psycho human psyche under wraps private? Or is it okay to like go public, you know? Yeah, I guess it, it makes me think of what you were saying in a previous talk where you were pointing out that there's some societal movement of the pendulum swinging from the Me Too movement going potentially too far. And it's like, after you said that, I noticed that this has become a discussion. It's a public discussion of like, well, how far is this going? Is it coming back? Because I, I saw there was another case where there's a a um, a chef that that I think this is just yesterday. The chef was being accused of some harassment or or some kind of like m- sexual misconduct, and then that case got thrown out in court just yesterday. Right? I don't mm-hmm. know anything about the case. I just saw this very weird end piece, and I thought, oh wow, it's very much in this case where. There's a guy who you look at him and you think, wow, he could totally do that just by whatever we think someone who is a sexual um, predator of some kind. Like, it's so weird that you like, what does a sexual predator look like? I don't know. But it's so weird that we actually like I have a a weird unconscious imprint in my mind because you look at this guy and I thought he looks pretty sleazy. Right. Yeah. He he looks pretty (laughs) sleazy. And then. um the 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 judge throws out the case and i said whoa like like i wonder how many of these like like what does that even mean if if the amber thing gets thrown out or or what if what if she loses and has to pay like how does that even work Yeah, well, the jury will decide, and then if she loses and has to pay, she owes Johnny Depp $50 million. <laughs> I think that's what the amount is, isn't it? I, yes, but I can't even imagine that. But what, once again, the, nobody ever settles for what the amount is. That's also one of the dilemmas of stupid-ass court cases. Like... Uh, I'm sure at some point they will they will settle this. I I think. No, I don't think so. I think they would have settled before the trial started, but they didn't, and so now there's the trial. Oh yeah, maybe that's right. I think that's how it works. Yeah, that that's right. I guess you I mean, it, probably in theory they could settle any time, but the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> yeah, and and now it opens up such a weird discussion where Lots of people are discussing the psychology of this and they're not even psychologists. It's kind of like, Mm -hmm. I I find that really fascinating that our entire society is like becoming psychologically minded so much that like, do you ever notice that people on dating sites will put as some of the things that they're into? They're like, I like music and psychology and and sports. And you're like, really psychology is a thing like that people are, are, 
now it's kind of like I'm into psychology. That's a thing. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think it's kind of just like this evolution of culture. Like a couple thousands of years ago, everyone was into hunting. That's like what was everyone was into. Yeah. And then 500 years ago, everyone was into like science, you know? <laughs> and then now it's like people are starting to get into psychology. It's, it's just like our our interests have started to go deeper and deeper. <laughs> Did you ever think when you went to grad school to study psychology that, hey, in the end, this is going to be like a cool thing? Like, there's no fucking way. I remember thinking, I am choosing the dorkiest field that exists on the planet. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I, it was like, in a way, I just kept apologizing to myself. Like, sorry, bro. Like, maybe this lifetime you don't get to be cool. You just have to be a fucking idiot. Like, I, I, it was always the most embarrassing field to me. And and now wow. that's within this within 20 years, right? Within 20 years, it went from the most embarrassing field to now it's kind of getting some cachet. Like do, when you when you make a dating app profile, do you put that you're a psychologist? Sometimes, some sometimes, but then sometimes, obviously not. It's kind of like if you're a professional baseball player, do you, would you talk about baseball? Like, no. Uh, and I definitely like. But then it because I've done so many experimental dating profiles, like it's it's hard for me to re recall which ones I was completely fucking around. Like I've even put one where my 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 tag was doctor fucking whatever, oh. like doctor, and then it's some like Freudian wiener word. <laughs> <laughs> like that that was my like profile tag. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's Dr. Wienerschmeier. <laughs> exactly. Just and then like all of my everything I did on that that post was so absurd. Like sometimes I, I would contact people and then just pretend that I was from a different country and, <laughs> and 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 invite women out to a fancy restaurant called the Olive Garden and just like just be like a complete idiot. And I was just trying to find the end of where women would finally be like, oh, I'm not going to talk to this guy. He's an idiot. But And what did what did you learn? Like like 90% of the ladies could immediately detect that I was joking and they would think, they would write back, ha ha, hilarious, LOL, blah, blah, blah. Right? Oh, so it, so it worked. that Even with that profile and that absurdity, you still were able to kind of like get a little chat going. But the, the shit I was saying was so crazy. Like I would pretend to have bad English and say that, well, I have this fancy shoes. They're called the K-Swiss. And like, maybe maybe you want to drive with me. I can come to get you. I have the, the Honda Civic, the fast one. Like, like and just like, and, and it's like, for some reason, everyone could tell, because I, I thought I might pass as a foreigner, right? I well, uh, the theory you hear, pe there's people on out there who like try to analyze this and do experiments, and the, their theory, which would explain this, is it doesn't really matter. Most of the stuff on the profile doesn't matter if your pictures look good. Yeah, then the women will put up with whatever kinds <laughs> of insanity and just be like, whatever, I'll meet him in person because he's good looking and like he's got good genes. Again, it's back to the the mating thing. It's like, I, I want to reproduce with those genes. Remember remember when um, 
because I think I, I, I saw you like, I don't know, five or so years ago. And I was like, check out my apps. And, and I had like, I, sp- I spent time taking photos with like good lighting and like, I, I just, I think that was probably a big part of it. You're right. Cause there's this dude who on um, YouTube who just goes and goes on Instagram and gets the hottest pictures of the hottest dudes possible and makes um, dating profiles and then just says the stupidest things imaginable and yeah all the women are like totally tolerant. Oh my god, that guy's made a, a a little show of this phenomenon. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess it. It seems inevitable that you would test the boundaries of that, but I don't. I don't know what, how we're going to make heads or tails of how tweaked Johnny Depp truly is versus, like, because as you point out, it's true. My opinion has already kind of evolved, and I don't know how I would get out of it. Like, I think Amber looks crazy. Yeah, and. As much as when I like, if I hear women talk about Johnny Depp, they're like, oh, yeah, he looks so bad now. Look at him. He looks like a bag on his face or he he looks like a leather bag. And I'm like, really? Well, I mean, (laughs) he's like a billion years old. And like, what? Uh, What? He's it's still fucking funny watching him kind of like fumble through this case at, at least i i find it funny how i think he's is he 58 i think they've said how old he is i think that's old he is 58 yeah he's 58 which is it's pretty senior right and i'd say he looks fucking awesome for a 58 year absolutely like take a look at what the fuck do people look like at 58 man totally <laughs> like, but they're comparing him to his fucking 21 jump street when he was 20 years old self like Right. What are they right. doing? Or like the pirate, right. like his Pirates of the Caribbean self? Like, I don't know. I'm not even sure why that freaked me out so bad. Like, I dude, it's just back to the jealousy mate guarding thing. Like seeing his face was like, like it, it's like a lion who's got his ladies and then sees another lion in the distance and you're just like I must kill him it was so easy to for me to mentally outcompete noah levine but then when i i thought of johnny depp i'm like oh i don't think i'm gonna win this one dude he's like got no, me right he's got me fucking beat up and down and that was just like a tough moment for me I wasn't I wasn't used to being defeated. I, I like like in my normal vicinity of life, I'm not norm like mostly people don't beat me in that game. But yeah. he had me fucking smoked and I was like, "Oh, it's like a painful experience." And I hit it. Yeah. Obviously it was so bad I never told you, dude. No, I, I can't believe I never heard that story. Yeah, it was like it was probably a fucking secret of mine. I was like, oh, yeah. Johnny Depp tried to steal my lady. I'll kill him. Well. Yeah, well, it's this. I think that this part of psychology that we don't really want to admit is that it's just this primitive thing. It's like the the alpha gorilla king of the hill thing. And that's constantly there. And we're constantly like angling for our mate and 
trying to like fend off the other thing. And if some other big alpha gorilla starts walking into our territory, like that's fucking triggers primitive shit in us. Yeah, but why doesn't it trigger just like borderline rage and then you go and attack? Like sometimes it makes you just like deeply insecure and neurotic. And then it kind of like, like how many patients do you have that this, their torment around jealousy leads them into just like infinite self-doubt. And then like, it kind of just cascades through their, their lived experience as like an uncertainty, a funnel, or like it's a, it's a faucet that turns on and it just starts to go through everything that like, like almost like your attachment romantically in relationships when it's unsettled like that. God, it's not like I, I'm, I have like this weird visual of how much we should probably try to have healthy relationships, but like, what are you supposed to do if you're in a relationship that is unhealthy? Like, because in society, we don't really have this opinion of, hey, your relationship needs some work. You should probably go out with someone else. Like, we, we don't say that ever. You're just, you, you somehow, you're lucky enough to be in a relationship. And how dare you think perhaps you should do something else? Like. I, dude, I totally agree. I think there's a. Uh, an unwritten rule assumption that if you're in a relationship, you should stay in that relationship. But it's, it's, it's like a very fucking bad idea when you guys have somehow created something that is, is causing you to have a, a, like an attachment reaction, like, like something that's not healthy. Why would you recreate that? And then just live in that expressed thing. As, like now, right. now that we're talking about it, I wonder if all of human humanity's weirdness comes from this phenomenon. Like, I, I think that I think you're onto something, and I think it was similar to what Freud was onto, but opening up to the bigger complexities of it. Like, like imagine if what you were supposed to do is you. You're in because you make some romantic contact and you and you then go back and check like, oh, how is this doing? And you're like, oh, it's pretty good. Right. Because at first, when you're 16, you don't fucking know at all. And you just go all in and, and you start to control each other. Ooh, you didn't text me when I said this two minutes later, you're you're an evil person. And you start to develop your ideas of how it could be. And then yep. at some point. You have enough contact, but that would mean we're admitting there's like teenage romance. And then at some point you have more adult romance. And then how do we get fixated saying, okay, you're, you're in a committed relationship where somehow you become girlfriend and boyfriend and then you, or whatever, like, obviously like gay relationships are supercharged also like the classic um, lesbian relationship where they go all in like day one. Right. Yeah. Like I know that's a cliche, but, but if you talk to any lesbians, they'll tell you all about it. Totally. So like what, how would you then, well, I, I guess I'm foolishly pretending that we're going to go against social convention. Well, but 
it's I, I don't know if it's just social convention because you're saying when people fall in love they go all in and there's this like super deep investment of primitive fear states that we're using this word attachment for yeah and so then once you're locked into that thing um separating is like unbelievably hard it's like deeply agonizingly at like a torturous survival level hard to cope with and mostly the two people in the relationship don't want to do it but then the social conventions are all kind of like everyone is we're all terrified of that so then we make all these social conventions of like don't do that because like you'll get violent and god only knows you'll fucking probably burn the city down if you do that so just stay together (laughs) yeah but like do you think this is just because you and i are getting to a state of maturity where like it's we can look back and say maybe we should maybe maybe people shouldn't stay in those relationships that that forget that they're not fueling you they're absolutely hamstringing they're they're eroding your sense of self as each day goes by yes well i think it's sort of like there's a pick your poison there's the like relationship that is like just like dragging you down into a stagnant dead end that's what you're saying but then the other side is ripping open the attachment wound and in the short term the ripping open the attachment is way harder it's just in the long term staying in the stagnant relationship is worse in the long term but dude the ripping open of the attachment thing is it's like the most painful thing a person can do so in terms of pick our poison, so most of us just pick to stay in the relationship. But you know how when you like you know someone and they go to work and they're having a totally messed up time in their relationship and then they go to work and it just spills out into their every relationship. They they're just like totally. short and nasty and tortured as a person and you're like, "Oh man, yeah. they're like going through it at home," right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we all know this is a phenomenon, but totally. Th- then it's almost like I'm, I'm looking for an answer to that. Okay, well, let's maybe we should keep talking about this next week because I got to go and 